Welcome and welcome back to another episode of the For the Healthy Host podcast. We talk about conscious living, self-awareness, and everything in between. I'm your host, Ree. Thank you for joining me and allowing me to be a part of your journey. How is everybody doing? Let's take a moment, check in, take a deep breath, and really get an understanding of how we're feeling. In this moment, I'm feeling grounded, feeling like I'm exactly where I need to be. I'm feeling grateful for a moment of peace, a moment of silence, a moment of stillness, a moment of solitude, and overall just feeling grateful to be here. I do want to say, you might hear the kids outside. The kids are outside playing. They're out, not my kids, just the kids in the neighborhood. They're outside playing, you know, so you might hear them, and honestly, At first, I was just like, oh, my God, this is going to be such a disturbance. But it's actually beautiful. I don't know. It's really beautiful to hear the sound of children, children playing outside. So just wanted to add that little side note there. But, yeah, I'm feeling good. We've done our morning rituals, had the smoothie. I had, instead of my blueberry smoothie that I usually have, I had a strawberry smoothie, which is very much given strawberry milkshake. It's very very good. We lit the Nong Champa. You already know what it is. So we got our morning rituals, our podcast rituals checked off the list. Last year, literally around this time, I did an episode called Everything is Temporary. And in that episode, I kind of talked about the year 2022, my highs, my lows, and my lessons. And I felt like that was very therapeutic for me and you all enjoyed that as well. So we're doing it again. That's what we're doing today. We're talking about 2023. I'm back, I'm going to say. 2023 mopped the floor with my ass. But you know what? I came out stronger, cleaner, wiser, more creative, more beautiful, more understanding, more softer. More softer? Just softer. <laughs> more myself, more of who I and meant to be. So, you know, 2023 gave us a little bit of struggle, but with everything, especially struggles, especially challenges, there are always lessons. So, yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. I'm starting off with my highs because I don't know, I like to start things on a high note. And with the lows, there's always lessons. So, we're going to end it off with the lessons. But getting right into it, I really learned how to show up, even when it was challenging. This year, I had a lot of things going on in my personal life with, like, my family, and it really affected me in a major way. I feel like this year was the first year since pretty much I had my spiritual breakthrough, so, like, seven, eight years ago. It has been one of the most challenging years since that year. So, I what, 2016, 2017? You know, it's easy to show up when things are going well in your life. But there is a different level of difficulty to show up when your world is your personal life, your personal your inner world is quite literally a shit show. But I learned to really push through those hard times, through those difficult times. And when I say showing up for myself, yes, I mean doing the things that are good for me, doing the things that are going to make me feel good, but also giving myself permission to feel. 
right? Feel how I'm actually feeling, whether it be sad, happy, angry, feel those feelings because there's no way that I can get through what I'm going through without feeling every bit of it. So crying when I needed to cry, being mad or angry with who or whatever when I needed to be angry, laughing till I'm literally in tears when I needed to laugh, but also showing up for the people that I love. And that means y'all too. There were times that I didn't want to do the podcast. There were times where I didn't want to do a YouTube video, post on Instagram. And I think when it comes to showing up online, there's a level of perfection that, for me personally, that comes along with that. Me wanting to be perceived a certain way. Through showing up, even when it was difficult, even when it was challenging, made me stop really caring if it was perfect. And if you know, you know, but if you don't, I'm about to tell you anyways. I grew up wanting everything to be perfect in my life, wanting everything to go exactly how I wanted to, wanted it to go. And a lot of that had to do with how I was raised, but also I think it was just in me, wanting to be perfect and wanting to, wanting to be perceived. Like, I mean, like I had my shit together, really. I was able to let that go this year and not think about so much how I'm being perceived and not think about if this particular thing is perfect. If my skin looks perfect, is my outfit perfect? Is my hair perfect? You know what I'm saying? I let all that go. And what I truly have began to understand is that my best is going to look different every single day. Think about it. When you're feeling low, but you still showed up, which is a huge win. When you're feeling low, your best is going to look different when you're feeling 100%. And that's just facts. That's just math. It's going to look different. So once I really grasped that concept of my best is different every single day, I let go of that, that perfectionism. Really just flowed with self, with the universe, and showed up as I am that day, in that moment. So many shackles broke when I decided to do that. It's a really free feeling when you decide to show up just as you are in whatever capacity. But with that, I also learned how to rest. <laughs> I also learned how to rest when I needed to rest. I felt like I always needed to be moving. Like I always needed to be doing something, especially like, you know, we got goals out here. We got shit we want to accomplish out here. because So it's moves that got to be made. But with all the things that life threw at me this year, I had no choice but to rest. And trust me, it was difficult at first, especially like when you are someone who works for yourself or even if you are someone who has a nine to five and you have other aspirations and goals outside of your nine to five that are separate from that life, you feel like there's always something that you could be doing. And the truth, the truth is that there is always something you could be doing. And resting is one of those things. It was difficult for me to rest at first because I felt guilty. Why can I not talk today? <laughs> because I felt guilty. Guilty like, mm, if I don't be doing, if I'm not doing X, Y, and Z, I'm not going to manifest my desires. 
But the thing about it is that it's all about balance. I learned that I deserve to rest. I deserve to sit my ass down. I deserve to do nothing. I deserve to binge watch shows on Netflix. Right now I'm watching Suits, by the way. Very, very good. I deserve to just lay down and gaze at the sky, gaze at the stars. I deserve to do nothing. And it's it's, it's really sad that society will make you feel like you're lazy if you do nothing. Society will make you feel bad if you're not grinding, not in grind mode 24-7. But let me tell you something. Being in grind mode 24-7 will burn you the fuck out. That thing you thought you loved, that thing that you just you saw yourself doing for the rest of your life, if you do it 24-7, you will be burnt the fuck out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Too much of anything whether it be good or bad, can have a negative effect on you. So I learned to really rest regardless of what anybody else was saying. We have to rest. We deserve to rest. We deserve to do nothing. Because the truth is, creatively speaking, in those times where you're doing nothing, that's where all your creative ideas come from. A lot of amazing things happen in stillness. They happen in doing nothing. And of course, it's all about balance. It's all about balance, but it has been so important to me to rest when I needed to rest. Because if not, I will literally go insane. And that's, that's really not what I want to do. So I'm going to rest when I need to rest. It's so funny, like, when we get into that 10-minute mark within the podcast, me personally... I feel like, okay, I'm finally in the flow. Things are finally flowing. Because at first it'd be a little bit of anxiousness. But 10 minutes in, things start to flow. And I, I think I think we're there. I think we've, we're in our flow. We're in our, what is it called? Flow state. If you know, you know. We're in our flow state. Okay, moving on. Another thing that was a high for me in... 2023 and I think this is something that is more recent I'm really learning to analyze my emotions and get to the root of what is actually bothering me I think so many times whether it be in relationships stranger like interactions with strangers or even if it's like random sometimes I randomly have an emotion come over me whether it be anger happiness and like I don't be knowing what it where it comes from but I'm going to start with one at a time. So within relationships, you know, sometimes you could be having a, a small dispute with your partner, with a friend, or even with a family member, and you blow up, you lash out way more than you needed to lash out, or what they said hurt you or offended you way more than it would have usually offended you. And I've started to really ask myself, what are you really hurt about? What are you really offended about? What are you really angry about? And even like I was saying before, if you have an interaction and the first thing that comes to mind is like traffic. But people will really pull the worst out of you (laughs) when you are in traffic. Like people be hella rude in traffic. 
And I have found myself like yelling, not necessarily like where they can hear me, but like in my car yelling, pissed because people are, some folks just can't drive. I'm going to say that. But I find myself getting more upset than what I should be about this thing. So in those moments, whether it be in traffic, you know, a conversation with a stranger or with family, your partner, I begin to really ask myself because I think sometimes we'll go for the surface level answer because it's a quick fix. And I mean, sometimes it's innocent. We don't realize that there is something deeper that is really bothering me. So I begin to really ask myself, what are you actually angry about? What are you actually sad about right now? And it may be that, hmm, I said I was going to show up and I didn't. So I'm angry at myself. Often it doesn't really make sense. Like who, how many people actually will go out and be like, yeah, I'm mad at myself right now, right? We like to blame other people for our emotions a lot of times. So how many people are going to actually be like, you know, I'm angry. So it's not always right in our face. So we take that anger out on the situation at hand. So it looks like, yeah, this this person really pissed me off. But really, we're disappointed in ourselves because we didn't do what we said we was going to do. We didn't show up how we said we was going to show up. You know what I'm saying? So getting to the root of what is actually bothering you, and I noticed this for myself, it provides a longer lasting solution because it's the root It's the root, the actual cause of what is bothering you. And at the end of the day, this is something that's going to be a lifelong journey because think about back to when I said, you know, we have, I've had certain emotions that randomly, it seems random. You know, it seems like these emotions randomly crept up on me, but something in my body in that moment remembered what my mind couldn't, whether it be a trauma, an experience, Whatever it may be, something in my body in that moment, remember what my brain could not remember, what my brain could not comprehend. So that's why that emotion crept up on me. And it is our jobs to sit down and really work that shit out, whether it be through journaling. Y'all already know all my favorites, journaling, audio journaling or journaling with like writing, working out, spending that time alone. It is our jobs to figure out what's actually wrong with us, the root problem, so we can show up in this world as the best human beings that we can be. Okay, my next high, and I don't know, saying it seems silly. I don't know, maybe it's because it's from a vulnerable space. And yeah, I don't know, but I regained confidence in my appearance You may or may not have heard me talk about this in the past, but for a while, I quite literally did not like how I look. There were days where, and this was not necessarily in 2023, but more so the previous years, I would wake up and cry because I wasn't happy with my physical appearance. And although the self-love journey, the healing journey is an inner journey, it is as much of an inner journey that is 
is an outer journey. Does that does that make sense? I'm really just trying to say it's an outer journey too. Okay. It's important that we like the way that we look because how we feel about ourselves affects the way that we show up in the world, affects the way that we treat other beings. During this journey of learning to love myself all over again, and I mean my inner spirit as well as my physical appearance, I really leaned into loving myself on a spiritual level whenever I didn't really like my physical appearance. Now, mind you, it was up and down, this this disdain that I had for my physical appearance. It was an up and down journey. Some days were better than others. And, and I mean, really, it was a worse whenever I had really bad breakouts because that's really what this all is from. Uncomfortableness, this, the dislike that I had my physical appearance rooted from my skin, which rooted from overuse of products that we're not going to get into that you know we're not going to get into that but I leaned deeper into my inner spirit taking care of myself on a spiritual level and I think after a while of doing that something clicked I realized how beautiful my spirit is I realized how beautiful my soul is. And to be honest, my physical beauty was there all along too. I don't know what it is. We just, we be so hard on ourselves. And I'm not even really going to get all the way into that. But y'all know I love to, to talk about social media and the effect that it has on our confidence and our self-worth. I'm not going to get into it today though. We ain't going to get into it today though. <laughs> but... I realized truly how beautiful of a being that I am, inner and outer beauty. And I have now adopted this attitude, this outlook that regardless, there is nothing that anyone can tell me. And I mean it in the best way possible. Hear me out. There is nothing that anyone can tell me about me. Because I know myself. I know my intentions. I know what I was put here to do on this earth. And the more I lean into that relationship with myself, although it is forever changing, because I'm forever changing, but because I'm always leaning into getting to know me, there is nothing that anybody can tell me because I'm that sure. And when you're sure of your spirit and of your soul and of your intentions, it's really hard not to be sure of the physical beauty that lies within you. And it's this space is just a really great space to be in. I feel like I'm able to show up more on the platforms that I have. I feel like I'm able to, and like, I really, I think I'm speaking now from a standpoint of being someone who creates online because me not liking myself affected my, it affected me creatively. You know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of people actually suffer from that, like not being super confident in themselves. 
And so they don't, they, they have this desire. I want to create content. I want to show up online, da, 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 but they don't because they are afraid of plenty of things. One being how they're going to be perceived. But when you step into a place of true confidence within yourself, you're able to show up in the spaces that you were meant to show up in. You're able to interact with your family with this with this energy of of just bliss and love and peace and the way that I got there like I said before is I lean into my inner spirit my inner soul and just going back (laughs) to what I said before I showed up even when I didn't want to show up I think especially when it comes to creating online or maybe not even online, just creating. I find myself, there are things that I want to do. Like, I really think I could be an artist. Like, I really think I could draw. But I'm scared because I don't want it to be bad. (laughs) I don't want it to be bad. And I think a lot of times we fear of doing these things that we want to do so bad because we don't want it to be terrible. But it's going to be bad. It's going to be terrible. It's going to be cringy. But the only way to evolve from that cringe, the only way to evolve and level up up from that art that is terrible is to actually do it. Spoiler alert. (laughs) You got to actually do the thing. You got to push through even when you don't want to push through. Trust me. Your future self will thank you. Okay, the last high of 2023, another recent thing in my life is that I really learned to advocate for myself. This has shown itself within relationships for me as well as business. I think I'm guilty of wanting someone to advocate for me, wanting someone to take up for me. And this makes me think back to middle school. I switched schools and, you know, kids going to be kids. And I feel like there was a little bit of bullying going on and my cousin would advocate for me. She would take up for me because I actually came from a school that was not as rough as the school that I transferred to. Like, let me tell you, them kids at that school, they was rough. And I think that's where a little bit of my, like, rough side or I can't think of the right word right now. But that's where they came from, that experience, those three years of my life, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. But anyway, to get back to the point, when I first went to that school, kids would say say stuff and my cousin would advocate for me. She would take up for me. And I feel like... Here recently, when I've had to advocate for myself, I think back to that moment. I become 12-year-old me, 13-year-old me, waiting for someone else to advocate for me. But no, I have to advocate for myself, and I've learned that recently because at the end of the day, closed mouths don't get fed. Like, I'm not, I've learned to not just close my mouth. And I think a lot of times, too, with me, Keeping my mouth closed is me not wanting to piss people off. It's me 
a, that that small amount of people pleaser in me. And so I would just go with whatever it was that was going on. But here recently, like I said, in my relationship with my mother, I've had to stand up for myself. Because in, especially like with personal relationships like that, the lines can be really blurred and it can get tricky because you want to help your loved one. You want to advocate for them, but not to the point where you're being stepped on and you can no longer advocate for yourself. But at the end of the day, you can still love someone, but have your boundaries and advocate for yourself and stand up for yourself. It may piss them off. It may make them feel a certain way, but that has way more to do with them than it does you. I've learned that I would much rather for people to be pissed at me, mad at me, because at the end of the day, they'll get over it, than for me to not speak up when I feel like I need to speak up. Because if I don't, I feel shitty. I feel disappointed in myself. I'm in a situation, I'm experiencing things that had I spoken up for myself, have I had I advocated for myself, I wouldn't even be in this. I wouldn't even be in this in the first place. Advocating for myself has really been uncomfortable. But at the same time, it's been liberating as fuck. I feel like I could do anything. And when you advocate and you stand up for yourself, you see all of the things that are possible for you. You're just like, damn, really? That's all I had to say? The more you do it, the easier it gets. I somewhat feel like a fraud. Like, I'm always telling y'all, show up for yourself. Stand up for yourself. Advocate for yourself. But I wasn't doing that for me. But what I've learned is that even though I'm telling y'all, show up for yourself. Stand up for yourself. That's my inner voice talking to me. A lot of times, like, this shit just really be a diary entry. (laughs) I heard uh, Rick Rubin talking the other day about his art and creating for yourself. The most beautiful art was created for self, from an authentic place, from a vulnerable place. And that's how I be feeling. Like, this is my art. This is my diary. And when I say all of these things that I'm saying to you, it's really my inner voice talking to me. It's really my ancestors speaking through me. It's really... God, divine, universe, speaking through me. And the more I continue to advocate for myself, the better I can show up, the better I can impact this world. So I'm excited to continue advocating for little old me, for 12-year-old me, 2024 and beyond. Okay, hopping right into the lows. And I feel like with some of the laws, it's going to be contradictory to some of the things that I just said. But understand that the highs couldn't have happened without some of these lows, okay? Okay. And I feel like all of the lows that I'm about to call off to you, that I'm about to air out, they all are interconnected. They all have a ripple effect on one another. 
So as I said before, this year was one of the most challenging years that I've had in a long time. And because of all the chaos that was going on in my personal life, I really feel like I lost a sense of myself, like through it all. When you've lost or when you feel like you've lost yourself, it can be scary because it's such an unfamiliar feeling. Like, honestly, pretty much everything begins to be really unfamiliar. And for me personally, I started questioning a lot of things. I think one thing that is important to note, though, is that I think I lost myself because in the beginning, literally the beginning of this year, it might have even been the end of 2020 and then the very beginning of this year, when all of the things in my life was happening, the chaos, life threw at me, literally every challenge it could throw, instead of leaning into my habits and into my routines that grounded me, I separated myself from them. And I think there is no time, literally no time, like when you're going through something difficult, when you're experiencing, experiencing, let's say it together, experiencing, when you're experiencing difficulties, it's super important, necessary, essential to lean into those habits because it's easy to do them habits when everything's going good. It's easy to wake up, pray, meditate, do good things for your soul when life is easy. But the whole point of those habits is to ground you, especially when life is difficult, especially when life is difficult. It's important to lean into prayer, lean into meditation, lean into perfecting, not really perfecting, but tuning in to self and working on relationship that you have with yourself. Because if not, you're going to find yourself lost in the sauce. And that's exactly what happened to me. The point of the habits, like I said before, is to get you through the hard times. It's to make those difficult times a little bit easier. And I wish that I would have really realized that. And I don't understand how I did it. I think sometimes we can get so distracted by life that we forget the essence of who we are in this moment. The reason why I even incorporated these habits into my life and the reason that they stayed a prominent part of my lifestyle is because back in 2016, 2017, when I was going through whatever I was going through then, these habits grounded me. They made me feel safe. They gave me clarity. But because I forgot that, I didn't lean into these habits and essentially I lost a bit of myself. So now it's kind of like, who the fuck are you? You know, who who are you? What are you like? What are your goals? What are your values? What are your beliefs? What are your aspirations? Because you don't know any of these things, because you have to kind of redefine, maybe not all of these things, but some of these things, you stop trusting in yourself. And that's what happened to me. That's my next low. I stopped trusting myself. I said this, I was having a genuine moment where I was audio journaling as I dropped my daughter off from, or I guess as I came back home 
from dropping my daughter off. Minor detail, not important, but I was just saying how when human beings, me, I'm a human, hi, when we don't understand something, we don't know something, or someone, whether that someone is ourselves or someone else, we don't trust that person. Think about a situation where you are, whether it be a stranger or a new friendship, and you're really trying to get to know this person. You know, you're really still trying to fill them out. Therefore, the trust that you have for that person is in small amounts. There's there's not a lot of it. So why do you think it would be any different for self? When we're not sure of ourselves, we can't trust ourselves. When we don't quite know ourselves or we've lost ourselves or we haven't even taken the moment, the, the time to get to know ourselves in the first place, it's going to be a little finicky. We not going to really trust ourselves like that. It's the same for other people outside of ourselves. Why would it be different for us? It just makes sense. So I found myself in a situation where I was unsure of myself. I didn't quite know who I was. Therefore, I stopped trusting myself because I was unfamiliar with this vessel. I was unfamiliar with this new mind, with this new soul. And because I didn't trust myself, I was questioning everything that came out of my mouth. I was questioning every thought that I had. I was questioning every move that I made. And this lack of trust that I had for myself stopped me from making moves at all. I truly didn't understand how important it was for me to trust in myself until the moment that I lost it. When you trust in yourself, it sends a signal to your nervous system, to your body, to your soul, that you are enough, that you have what it takes, that everything you desire is yours, that you're making the moves that you need to make to get the life that you want to get. But when that is zapped away from you, it can feel like your world is crashing down. So you start to look for that trust and that validation from other beings outside of yourself. And you start to care too much. In 2023, I cared way too much. I gave the most fucks that I have ever given since I started this journey. And did you see how all of these lows kind of have a ripple effect? How they all affect each other? When I was writing these points out, I didn't even realize it. So I looked back, I was like, damn, no, because this makes sense. I lost myself, so I stopped trusting myself. And I stopped trusting myself, so I started caring too much and looking for that trust and validation in other people. It just makes sense. There are so many things in my life that, as they are happening, it seems random. It's like, what the fuck? But as you write it down on paper, as you ponder and you think about it, you're like, yeah, damn, that, that kind of makes sense. The math is really mathing on that one. And that's how I felt <laughs> with all of these lows. But yeah, I care way too much. And caring too much brought an anxiety out of me that I have never experienced in my life. All of the moves that I was making, I felt so unsure. 
I felt so anxious about because I cared about how I was being perceived. And the only reason I cared about how I was being perceived because I didn't know how to perceive me. I didn't quite know me, as we all know. When you care too much, you'll find that you are quite literally not living for self. And we've had this conversation before, I think. I don't know. I be getting confused because a lot of times the conversations that I have with myself or journaling, I'll get it confused and be like, did I talk about that on a podcast? I don't know. So pardon me if we haven't had this conversation before. But when you don't care or when you do care too much, you're living for other people. The moves you make, they calculated with other people's opinion in mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I do X, Y, Z, how are they going to feel? What are they going to think? Caring too much, like, on its own will really have you lost in the sauce. Because, like I said before, you're doing things to please other people, to get validation from other people, to make other people happy. And you'll end up living a life, and it's like, damn, I, you know, you unconsciously, manifested certain things in your life because you were too busy caring too much. You were too busy living for other people. As someone who creates, we're all creators. We're created by divine. So we're all creators. But as someone who at, who is, but as someone who is an active creator, caring too much can stop you from creating at all. I found myself not showing up because I cared too much. I found myself not creating because I cared too much. I found myself not saying or speaking from my heart because I cared too much. I, I feared of how how is this going to land? How is this going to sound? How is this going to be perceived? All because I cared too much. I mentioned earlier something that I seen in an interview with Rick Rubin, and he was just saying, when you create, a lot of times we're worried about how it's going to be perceived. And earlier I mentioned, you know, when you're creating from a place of authenticity and when it's for yourself, it's almost like a diary. Your art is your journal, your diary. But on the other end of it, when you're creating for an audience to please other people, he said that's commerce. And he talked about how so many movies, you know, we go see that are created by these big corporations, they don't resonate. They aren't that good because they were created for commerce. They weren't created for themselves, from a place of authenticity, from a place of love, from someone who bared their soul. Like, just naturally, I'm not someone who creates from a space of pleasing, of wanting to please someone. I create because it feels good to me. I create because it fulfills me. I feel satisfied. I feel like I feel like I quenched my thirst. Like I scratched an itch that had been itching for centuries. But when I got into this state of caring too much creatively, I felt like I became stagnant. Because the thing about art is subjective, and you're never going to please everyone. 
everyone's not going to like you. Like, whether we're talking about art or whether we're talking about ourselves, which we all are art as well, but we are not going to please everyone. Everyone is not going to like every single thing we do, every single thing we say. And so that's something that I had to keep in mind when being a human being, when existing, but also within my art, within my creativity. It all came back to, you might as well create for you because you can't control how other people are going to perceive you or your art or your creations. So just create for you. And that's the day I took all my fucks back. Through all of my lows this year, I'm still learning. I'm, I'm spending that extra time with myself to get to know who I am, this new person, this new being. I'm reconnecting with self. I'm trusting myself again. And I'm starting to care a little bit less every single day. I'm grateful for all of these lows. I'm grateful for this experience because had I not experienced these lows, I wouldn't have been able to shed and evolve and grow. So I'm grateful for it. Okay, moving into our lessons of 2023. You'll kind of see that a lot of the lows were lessons. Or actually, I think it's just one of them. But um, yeah, trusting myself and trusting my intuition. Because at the end of the day, don't nobody know me better than me. I find myself seeking advice. And advice is okay especially when it's from someone that you value and appreciate and respect. One thing about it, if I'm asking you for advice, I fuck with you. I don't ask a lot of people for advice. But what I've learned is that advice is overrated. Hear me out. Hear me out. Because before you go out and seek that advice, you know when you're good what you actually want to do. But you want to confirm it. You want to confirm it with somebody else, but you can't confirm what's in you. You can't confirm your intuition with nobody else. And I had to learn that firsthand. There are so many, there are so many things that happen in my life this year in previous years, whether it be people, whether it be business related, where I should have trusted myself. My gut told me one thing, but I did another thing. Or my gut told me one thing, and I went in and, and got advice from somebody. And their advice, their advice didn't validate how I felt. So I went with what they said. I don't care. From here on out, I'm trusting myself. I'm going to continue to work on the relationship I have with myself because the more I can reconnect with self the more I'll trust in myself and lean into my intuition. Because don't nobody know me better than me. No one will ever know me better than I know myself. And that's just fact. Another lesson that I literally learned uh, a few days ago, amazing, amazing quote. I have this tarot deck. I'm a new tarot reader. And I don't know, this year I just wanted to lean into more spiritual practices that led me closer to my ancestors, to divine, ultimately, lead, ultimately leading me closer to myself and tarot being one of those spiritual practices. But I have this deck and I'll link it in case you guys are interested. It's called the Neo Tarot and it is amazing. It's just like a deck, but it's also a book in it. 
has what each card means, but it also has like a self-care section and it has an affirmation section. It is so beautiful. While reading one of my cards on the self-care section, it said, be of service to spirit and you'll be taken care of. I'm going to say that one more time. Be of service to spirit and you'll be taken care of. And I'm going to break that down. I'm going I'm I'm to break it down in a sense to, to how I interpreted that. Be of service. What does it mean to be of service? Being of service could look different. It's, it should. It's going to look different from person to person. Whether it be just talking to people. Having conversations, mundane, beautiful conversations with strangers, with your family. Helping someone, having a podcast, music, art, dance, being a doctor, a nurse, anything, whatever service looks like for you, whatever your gut tell you service is, whatever you thought of when I said be of service, that's what being of service looks like for you, okay? To spirit, to spirit, let's break that part down. What is spirit? When I think about spirit, I think of divine. I think of the higher power. I think of the conscious collective, like, right, us as human beings. One of my favorite quotes by James Baldwin is, everything that you're looking at is also you. And when I think of conscious collective, that's what I think of. But spirit, universe, your ancestors, your angels, Everybody that came before you, that's what I think of when I hear spirit. And the last part, you'll be taken care of. You'll be taken care of mentally, right? The war that is often in our minds, our heads, the war with ourself. We'll have a lot of clarity when we're a service to spirit. We'll experience more peace when we're a service to spirit. We'll experience more joy when we're a service to spirit. We'll experience so many high vibrational feelings when we are of service to spirit. And physically, tangibly, we'll be taken care of. I had to really reassess my thoughts on tangible abundance because somewhere down the line, and it could be I was domesticated into thinking this, but... When you're spiritual, people will have you believe in that you shouldn't desire tangible abundance. And when I say tangible abundance, I mean a car, money, a house. No, I was put here on this earth to to enjoy all the beautiful things. And that's on every level possible, including tangible. I'm allowed to desire things is rightfully mine. And when you're a service to spirit, when you are walking in the path that is meant for you, you will be taken care of very much on a tangible level as well. When I heard this quote, I needed it so much. I didn't realize how much I needed it because I was in a space where there was a lot of uncertainty. I was in a space where I was caring a little bit too much. And that just brought everything back 
full circle for me. Because as I am sitting here talking to you right now, I feel as though I am being a service to spirit. So I'm always going to be taken care of. Regardless of how my current reality looks, regardless of how challenging it seems in this moment, everything goes back to be of service to spirit and you'll be taken care of. The last lesson of 2023 was brought to my attention by my daughter when we had a conversation about cycles. Now, you might have have heard of this conversation in a previous episode, but I found myself really feeling like my life was boring. It was super mundane to the point where I couldn't even tell the days apart. Like the day started to look the same. And my daughter asked me, have you ever felt like you were in a cycle? And it threw me off guard because I'm just like, wait, what? Was she in my head? Because absolutely, yes, I felt like I was in a cycle. And I had to really sit down and think about what a cycle is. Because when we heard when we when we hear the word cycle, we always hear it as I'm breaking cycles, I'm breaking generational cycles, I'm stuck in a cycle. It has this negative connotation that comes along with it. But as you know, everything is about perspective. So me being who I am, I'm going to turn it into something positive. So a cycle is defined as a series of events that are regularly repeated in the same order or a complete set or series, as well as move in or follow a regularly repeated sequence of events. A series of events that are regularly repeated aren't always bad, especially when your cycle is working for you, especially when your cycle includes behaviors and habits that are positive. You know, it's all about balance, but behaviors and habits that are positive and that is getting you closer to the life that you want. How do you think anything in this world happened? Anything that is good and bad? How do you think those things happened? A series of events that are regularly repeated in the same order. And it seems mundane and it seems boring. But these little steps, these little habits, these little events that you partake in in your life, they're going to get you closer to the things that you want. I remember when I was reading Atomic Habits a little while ago, and he talked about when we're working towards something, things start to get boring. And, you know, as humans, we just want to be entertained. So when it's, it gets boring and our habits get mundane, you know, we, we're eating healthy, right? We're working out. Whatever the case may be, whatever the goal is, because it's boring, we quit. And so, yeah, now we out of the cycle and we start a new cycle that actually don't really work for us. But it's important to 
continue those habits that work for you. Continue that cycle that works for you because it is a key component in your evolution. It's a key component in your transformation. It's a key component of manifesting the life that you want. My life is quite literally the same but different. But I know that these habits and these things that I'm doing, for one, they fulfill me in the moment. But I know that they're contributing to the bigger picture. And when things start to feel mundane, because there are times where I'm like, this is so the same. (laughs) This is so same that I'm about to go insane. I'm about to literally lose my mind. When things start to feel like that, do it a little different. Do the same things, but a little different. Instead of going to a yoga class today, go on a run. Instead of working at home, go to a coffee shop. Instead of wearing my favorite shoes that I always wear, I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to get cute. I'm going to put in some effort. So the small things like that, when it comes to the mundane, can make a huge difference. What I've really learned is that there is so much beauty in the mundane. And although this cycle seems like it's doing more harm than good in the moment, this is the thing that is going to transform my life. Okay, yeah, those are my highs, lows, and my lessons of 2023. I want to know what your year was like. What did you learn? What were your highs? What were your lows? That's what makes this even funner like that's what really puts the cherry on top is that we are a community we talk to each other and I love that also sidebar for the last probably three years I haven't really done like a vision board and had tangible goals for myself but I think this year we we're doing it we're doing it I'm gonna set tangible goals with deadlines and that scares me I was having a conversation with Travis and he was like, no, well, I'm putting a dead, you should put a deadline on it. And I'm like, mm, no, I don't know if I want to put a deadline. And I came to the conclusion that not having a deadline, it brought some level of comfort. The fear of the goal not coming to fruition and having to actually put in the work stopped me from setting tangible goals with actual deadlines. Because it's like, okay, if I say this year I want... I don't know, a million podcast listeners. If I want 100,000, you know, Instagram followers or I want this house in my dreams, I want this car, I want my Tessie. That means, bitch, you got to (laughs) work. If you say you want these, these things and you have deadlines, you have to actually put in work. And I think the past couple of years, don't get me wrong, I've been working, I've been doing things. I've manifested a lot of beautiful things into my life, but somewhere at some point there was a bit of slack and a bit of laziness because I didn't have actual deadlines so I'm stepping out of my little box and I'm getting uncomfortable making a vision board um and we're doing it we're doing a thing we are we're setting goals this year let me know let me know what your new year ritual is um, are you making a vision board this year? You on Pinterest? What we doing? What we 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 write down goals, we affirmations. What are we doing? Either way, 
I hope that your 2023 was as beautiful as you are. And I know your 2024 is going to be amazing, going to be beautiful because we're moving intentionally. We are moving with intention. But on that note, thank you so, so much for being here with me today. Thank you for all the love and the expansion and the community and the support this year. (sighs) When I think about it, I could literally, quite literally come to tears. Y'all don't understand how you seeing yourself in me has affected my life, affected my being, affected my soul. I love y'all so, so much. You, I don't think you understand. I love y'all with all of my being, all of my soul. Thank you so much for being here with me. I'm sending you so much peace, so much love, so much abundance, and everything you need in this moment. Talk to you next time. Bye. Mwah.